you know, if you have at least a, a fourth grade or fifth grade education and you're relatively normal uh, and you have that burning desire, you're willing to plug into a model that you can learn and willing to work, yes, I feel that, uh, that just about anybody can build a pipeline of residual recurring income. That's where the security is. Well, we are now joined by Burke Hedges. Burke, how are you? I'm doing terrific, Jim. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Well, love your book, The Parable of the Pipeline. I've read it a number of times. Why don't you give our listeners a quick overview of the story within your book? Well, basically, it's a metaphor, Jim, that I use. And it's the setting is the 1800s, and it's two cousins, and they all have big both of them have big dreams of someday making it and getting a good job and being able to uh, to acquire all the stuff that uh, that today most of us that go to most of the kids that go to school get an education go to get a job also uh, dream of acquiring you know, the house the the cars the the so on and so forth what I call the house the white picket fence and you know the BMW in the driveway so anyways uh, I use this story as a metaphor to uh, differentiate what the difference is between uh, carrying buckets for a living and building a pipeline and and of course uh, the two cousins their names are Pablo and Bruno. And they got a dream job of carrying uh, buckets of water from their nearby river to uh, the town sister in the well. And, of course, they were, for each bucket of water they, they delivered to the well, they got paid a penny. And sure enough, you know, they could calculate how much, what they could buy and how much money they would earn by how many buckets they would carry. And no matter how many buckets they carried, uh, if one of the individuals were to get sick or get hurt or get in an accident, of course, uh, uh, they would not make any money. So I used a parallel that, hey, you know, there's a better way. And one of the cousins says, hey, look, this was Pablo. Says, what if we build a pipeline uh, from the river to the town well? And, of course, because it was a new and unique and different idea back then, of course, it, met, it was met with great resistance. And uh, uh, the, the moral of the story is this, is that uh, even though the one cousin, Bruno, didn't buy into the Pablo's idea of building a pipeline, and his whole thought was, hey, once they build a pipeline, that water will come in to the town well, whether they work or not. And it would just put a meter at the end of it, and it would be cha-ching, 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 and, and it would be constant reoccurring residual income. And uh, sure enough, the one cousin uh, worked on uh, at nighttime and on weekends for – uh, a couple of years, worked really, really hard, and uh, sooner or later, his, his cousin Bruno was without a job because they had built this pipeline. And I guess the moral of the story is, is that no matter how big your buckets are, uh, and I, I relate it to how big your paycheck is, the minute you stop carrying those buckets, the minute you stop working, the money stops coming in. So if we can figure out a better paradigm, a better way on how to receive income, whether you're working or not, that would be a much uh, more invited and, and inviting proposal for all those, all your listeners and anybody who's in the workforce. Burke, you're absolutely correct. I try to get it through people's heads all the time that what they are doing by working for someone else for all those years are really sacrificing some time, and they they'll never get that back because what happens is at age 65 when they retire, they lose all their income. If they're lucky, 
their companies paying them something for the time they've been there. But that's all gone. 401ks are there, and Social Security wouldn't count on it. There might be something there. But when someone has a pipeline of business, residual income business, when they're 65, do you think they're going to make more or less money at 66? And, of course, I say more. Well, here, do you know what the number one uh, form of retirement income is today? I hope it's not Social Security. It's a second job. Yeah, a greeter yeah. at Walmart. A greeter at Walmart, McDonald's, uh, that's what it is. That's the number one source of retirement income is a second job. And that's just a, a hard, cold reality. And not to mention the half a million jobs that were lost just recently and the economic dilemma that we're all facing right now. There just really couldn't be a better time for a wise individual to explore the possibilities of alternative income in our industry, in the direct selling industry. It's really, it, it, the blueprint is there. It's a franchise without the big ticket item. The barriers to entry are not there. And that's the beauty about our industry. You've got a huge upside, low downside to our business. And what happens is people just don't get it. They just don't get it. I said, you know, their, their, their brain's like a box or, you know, it's a bag of rocks. So uh, ignorance is no excuse for, uh, for being broke. Tell people, listen, you might be broke, but you're not broken. And if you don't like the results you're getting, change your approach. And this is certainly a, a very viable industry to explore. First of all, residual income is always about leveraging. Let me, maybe it's a good, this is a good time to, to educate your listeners. First of all, uh, we can, your listeners and people that are, are, are exploring the possibilities of getting involved in this industry should never discount uh, the fact that they can, in fact, be very successful should they apply the principles and, and the strategies of success in this industry. Right, but first things first, it's all about leveraging. It's all about having a model. One thing that I like to tell people is that, listen, we, the number one form of residual income is have $10 million in the bank. You know, let's say for, let's say at, uh, for lack of, uh, you know, let's say it's a 10% interest. We know that's not what the interest rate is. But if you have $10 million in the bank, at 10% interest, you're going to be making a million dollars a year whether you wake up in the morning and go to work or not. This is what I call the Palm Beach Pipeline, and I refer to it in the book, The Parable of the Pipeline. But most people don't have $10 million. But what we all have, regardless of our age, gender, sex, you know, our education, we all have uh, uh, 24 hours a day. We all have 1,430, 40 minutes a day. You know, we all have time. Uh, and we're, uh, time is not reserved for the select few, for the, for the rich, for the wealthy. Uh, everybody's got time. So if we can figure out a way how to leverage our time and do it in an exponential factor, what uh, uh, Einstein said, the eighth wonder of the world, exponential growth, the same element that, that Wall Street uses to you know, save money, let it compound over time. You know, if we use that same scientific fact, okay, this is not theory, uh, where you take two and, and multiply it by two, that's four, and do it again, that's eight, and then 16, and 32, and 64. Take that same component, that same model, use it with time. Okay, and then have a value-added product or service that you can, you know, offer the public something that people want at a fair price, and you can get a piece of, you can get an override on that. To me, that would be the ideal situation. And even better yet, if you could have a franchise-like model, like a McDonald's or a Pizza Hut, where you know you you know exactly what you need to do and how to do it, and it's being taught to you, that would be the ideal situation, regardless of what the product or service is. And not only are you gaining residual income with a franchise, let's talk about the McDonald's franchise for a moment. If you own a McDonald's, it, there's a huge investment in that, but it's also a big brand. And if you own that, 
you're going to get business. If you own more than one, let's say you own five, then there's more residual business. But something else that people also don't see at first is you're building an asset. So one day, if you wanted to divest it, you're worth millions in those as well. So it's not just residual income there. It could also be something you can sell outright if you decided to divest. You know, if you have at least a, a fourth grade or fifth grade education and you're relatively normal uh, and you have that burning desire, you're willing to plug into a model that you can learn and willing to work, yes, I feel that, uh, that just about anybody can build a pipeline of residual recurring income. That's where the security is. Pipeline are your lifelines. I think you're right. But you know what the problem is, Burke? In this country, people have a different point of view. They're educated differently. They're still brought up through the school systems, as far as I know, financially uneducated, for one. And number two, aren't they still told they need to get a good job with a company so they can make money and take care of their future husband or wife and children? Isn't that the, the environment they grew up in? My kids don't feel that way. Well, mine don't either because we are all are doing things differently because, of course, we've taken that into our own hands. However, I think we all need to get out there and write books and do radio programs. Oh, wait, we do. And educate the people out there on different ways to live. And some people say, you know, that can't be done. That's, you know, that's how a movie star lives or that's how someone like Donald Trump lives. And I can't do that kind of stuff. Why not? It's just an education. You're a product of your environment. I tell people to change their thing and go in a different direction. And it is so true. You are who you are based on how you're educated, especially as a youngster. First of all, I just ask this question to your listeners. Is your education keeping you broke? It's a simple question because what have we been educated? What have we been trained to do? Quite frankly, just like you were talking about the doctor earlier in the segment, you know, doctors have specific skill sets. To be an entrepreneur, networker, somebody to build a distribution business, and that's ultimately what we're doing. We're building an organization of individuals leveraging time and effort that distributing products and services, and you build one big enough, you'll be like the Walmart of your community, of your, you know, you Inc., if you will. What are we trained to do? So what we need to do is we, uh, or individuals, need to retrain themselves with specific skill sets that would allow them to enjoy residual income. So is your education keeping you broke? And I think for the most part, it is. And I really enjoy getting in front of a group basically asking them those types of questions. Some people look at me like I'm crazy. And I say, look, it's just a different way of thinking. And then I give examples of ways to make that type of money. And then sometimes I see that light go on, Burke. I see the light go on and they go, oh, yeah, that's how someone can play golf every other day and travel and still make a good living. And a lot of people would like to change what they do, but I'll tell you, it's hard to because they often have someone that holds them back. And it's not necessarily just a friend, but their spouse will often say, oh, no, you don't. That's not how we make money in this house. What do you think about that, Burke? Well, again, it's just the way they've been brought up. A lot of times what I have found is individuals have dabbled in their own business and had a uh, less than acceptable experience, so they immediately equate that the uh, past equals the future, and that couldn't be further from the truth. So the, our greatest teacher is our experience. So if we had a, a negative experience in the past, we immediately equate that's going to happen in the future. But the truth of the matter, and, and of course, what is it we, we, we avoid? We we are just, as humans, we're naturally try to avoid pain. So if, it's, if, it, if somebody had a painful experience, they'll do everything to avoid that. The truth of the matter is that the past does not equal the future, and we need to have certain disappointments in our past to learn how not to do it. Like Edison, he figured 10, 9,999 ways not to build a light bulb. 
uh, I think that's what holds a lot of people back to associate the future with the past. And uh, I submit uh, to individuals that, hey, listen, uh, ignorance is not bliss. You're one good teacher, one good mentor, one good program away from realizing your dreams. People still have the lottery mentality, unfortunately. They want to get into, into a program and do nothing, expect to get results. And it just doesn't work that way. We've got to give it our all. Well, how frustrating is it when you hear someone say, I've got the best idea, and they tell you what it is, and you say, that is a good idea. When are you going to implement it? Well, I don't know. My wife won't let me. I don't have the money. I'm kind of busy doing other stuff. And those people, if they continue on that thought process, will never get what we all are talking about. We need to act on, you know, actions. <laughs> you get a lot more miles with taking actions than, you, than thinking about taking action. And what happens is we, we have limiting beliefs that hold us back. We, we think that we are defeated before we even get started. And I use a metaphor about baseball before often. In fact, I was at a, at a meeting this past weekend with uh, Gary Sheffield, the baseball player. And he was at a meeting using a product, evaluating a, a direct selling company. And here's an individual that makes, what, $18 million a year? I mean, and he's looking to help other people because because not everybody's got the skill sets of being a baseball player. So that's what, that's what drove him. That was his motive uh, for being there. So that was kind of cool. But nonetheless, here I am at this meeting, and you've got this 81-year-old, and I kid you not, 81-year-old making over $4 million a year in a residual income environment. That's pretty powerful. The, the key to that was is he wasn't always successful. You know, he kept he, one company he was with, he didn't do very well. Then he learned, kind of got the ropes, and he went to another company, got to meet some people. Then in the third company today, he's making over $4 million a year because he allowed his past experience to be his teacher. Not to, not, and, he, and he decided early on that he was not going to be a victim. Uh, he was going to be a victor. And so our past experience can be our teachers and, 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 and re recognize that the past does not equal the future. And I think that's why the rich get richer. Think about what Burke Hedges just said, your past experience. Well, as you get better and better in life doing what you do, let's say it's starting businesses and earning money from that, you have more confidence and you know that next project you're going to do, you're going to win. I tell people, when you go into a game, even if you're the underdog, you have to say to yourself, I'm going to win this game. And if not, why even show up to the game? And a lot of people go into it saying, I'm going to lose up front. And, you know, back on that metaphor, the baseball player fails 70% of the time. 70% of the time. So if you, uh, you know, get a hit three out of every 10 times up a bat, you're going to make over $4 million a year. So my point is this, is that life is about disappointments. That's part of the game. Understand that. Embrace that. That you're not going to you get a hit every time. Every time you, you, know, you, you look to becoming successful, you are going to be disappointed more often than not. But you've got to stay in the game. And if you do and you surrender to that, you will get some base hits and you will experience some successes. There's no doubt about that.